Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Maximum Octane. I'm your ringleader, Kim Hickey. I am here today with Mr. Fabulous, as I like to call him, Mr. Al Aramis, which I just found out prior to us going live is his name means pray more. And if you had the opportunity to work with and speak with Al, like I do, you would be praying for more than Al. So I think that's a very fitting name. He is an entrepreneur. He has a lot of irons in the fire and tries to stay very progressive and in the moment with keeping an eye on the future. He's one of the few business owners I know lately that is really keeping an eye on what's going on tomorrow, next year, five years from here, now 10 years from now, and not being just caught up in the moment and the panic of everything that's going on in, in the world today. So I asked him to join us today because he has an internal leadership program and training that I am just in love with and everyone needs to have one. So hello, Al, how are you? Good morning, Kim. How are you doing today? I am just fantastic. Thank you for asking. And I'm so excited that you're able to join me and be able to share your wisdom with not only myself, but our listeners. And so you have a very progressive approach to everything you do at your business. And one of the things that I love with this leadership program that you started is you want everyone in your businesses to be a leader. You want all of your internal customers to behave like leaders, act like leaders, be trained as leaders. And I, I just love that. So can you share a little bit about how this came about? And yeah. we'll start with that. Yeah. So it's so funny because um, there's some dynamics that we're in the work over the last couple of years. Uh, been with ATI now, I think on seven years, part of the 20 group, attended several super conferences. And, you know, getting some pretty good results, but there were some things that were always some ongoing issues, which was, you know, staff, staff engagement, uh, succession of from people being an advisor, moving up to a manager position, rolling into these places. And I went to the Jacksonville uh, Super Conference and really was inspired by so many speakers, Richard, phenomenal presentation, uh, Mary Kelly, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. Some of the roundtables were fantastic. And uh, the roundtables began to talk about second in command. Brian Gossel, uh, there's just a list of people and I'd probably mess all their names up, but so many of them began to speak to me about this word that kept coming up, leadership, that was used so often. And I got to confess, I was in the meeting room thinking, I really need to get my people, I got a great group of people, but I need to get them engaged in this whole conversation about leadership and 
you know, what it takes to lead instead of me coming up with all the answers, uh, suffering from the daddy syndrome. Daddy's got all the <laughs> answers. Let's go to him. I need to get my people engaged. So true confession. And I actually raised my hand and confessed my sins in front of the entire room. Um, <laughs> I said, you guys are doing this stuff as you're doing this. I'm the guy at the moment that if I have a thought, I need to do it right now. So I sent a text message to my staff and my leaders uh, saying, hey, when I get back, we're going to have a meeting. We have a manager's meeting. Don't they just love that when when business owners are at some kind of a conference or training yeah. and then start with all the text messages and the emails? and <laughs> Oh, they, and mind you, I was quiet for multiple days because they did make that comment. Oh, yeah, you go to these things. Not only do you come back with pages full of stuff in the middle of your messaging. And I heard what they said. So I said, I need to stop doing that. Right. Because it's like, hey, how's it going over there? I need to stop that. These guys got it. But what was funny, Kim, was I sent an invitation for a meeting, the manager's meeting. That's the key word right there. And I'm in the middle of the entire thing instead of talking. And ARS, I believe, was one of the guys presenting one of the truck places. And they were talking. And it dawned on me. I'm sitting there and I sent a meeting for a manager. And I'm thinking, I've been training managers forever. How much effort have I made in training leaders? And so it literally was an epiphany moment, man. I mean, something could have popped, you would have heard it. I'm sitting in this meeting thinking, I just ask everybody, hey, do you want to continue being a manager? When in fact, what I wanted was leaders. And so I did raise my hand and I confessed my sins and everybody <laughs> in the room absolutely laughed. They said, yeah. I said, I had to rechange the invite that all these guys just got to leadership meeting. And so that was the beginning. That was like what launched what we did so far this year, which we'll talk a little more on, but that's a true confession. And I thought to myself, these are the mistakes that myself and probably many shop owners do. We're training and making managers when in fact we need leaders. Well, well said, well said. In your mind, can you share what the difference is between a manager and a leader? Absolutely. A manager knows how to take SOPs, follow them, complete them, get to the period part of it, get to the capital letter at the beginning of the next paragraph and complete all those things that a manager will do really, really well. A leader knows how to take all those things, but then find solutions, not only to handle problems, but to promote not only the well-being of the employee, but the customer. A leader is going to make decisive decisions that keep moving things forward. And like I said, just a little bit ago, get rid of the daddy syndrome. Daddy, all of a sudden, it's not, I don't have anything to do because nobody's <laughs> asking them anything, <laughs> which is fine. Because then I can get on Zoom training meetings and have these times with Kim. And that's going to be an entirely different podcast about what, what happens when your identity that you've had at your business or whatever you're doing in life has changed and that role has shifted. There's there's some adjustments there and some limiting beliefs that hold us back sometimes of, of what our, our next role can be. and. We tie in our importance to, you know, everybody needing us and always calling and saying, what do I do? What do I do? You know, that that's not who you are and that's not your value. Right. But it, it's hard to distinguish between the two. Oh, so so true. what did your what did your people think when you said, OK, so from now on, I'm not looking at managers. Everybody here is going to be a leader. We're going to behave in a manner that leaders do. We're going to get the training 
to to become leaders and and training for leadership in general. That's something mm-hmm. pretty different right there. And what you know, typically when you look at an org chart in a business, it's the you know upper management and those people that get the training for leadership. So you did a complete shift. How is that received? So so interesting enough, I had to, I had to give that a lot of thought. And I had a plane flight from Jacksonville to Denver. And the entire time I wrote all my notes. I went to my Google Drive and I wrote my notes for what my meeting was going to be, number one. Number two was I needed to get a questionnaire asking people certain questions. And so I put it all together. When I came back, I said to everybody, hey, look, I want to begin something new because I came back with some great ideas. And I really think this could be pivotal. I want to put the core of people. I want to put my store managers, their assistants. I want to put some of my heads over my different departments for my accounting, my marketing. I want to put my foremans in this meeting. I want to get the core of who runs this organization. Mind you, I have two locations, one in Denver, one in Littleton, Colorado. We've been in business 29 years, going on 30 in January. And so I thought this would be great. So I have great groups of guys, either that or they know how to really fake it pretty good. Because <laughs> I got a lot of agreements. I mean, and so they were just like, OK, let's listen to this guy, see what he has to say. So I put together a questionnaire and I called it Plan in Motion. Plan in Motion was a little bit of a survey question. And, and it was pretty simple. I broke it up into two parts. I put personal goals and I put in business or career goals. And I have it on the screen next to me. But in those questions, I put it clearly defined what success means to you. That was the title of the document done in an Excel sheet, or should I say a Google Drive sheet, similar to Excel. And I put in here, what are your personal goals, your financial, your growth, and your career? Then I put together company goals, financial, staff growth, staff career. And I put in into what they saw to be important, because I may have an idea of what success means to them, but it's so much better to hear it from them, what success actually means. The engagement was amazing. Everybody felt that out. Everybody had multiple things. I got a guy up in front of me. Uh, he put in financial goals with pay off a bunch of debt, invest in some real estate, participate in a major poker tour. That was one of his goals. <laughs> uh, in growth, he wanted to educate himself. He wanted to get in physical shape. Uh, he wanted to uh, get his children raised right and, uh, and just spend time and be a part of their lives. That was part of his growth and part of his career. Uh, was he wanted to just have the potential of either running a shop or owning a shop someday. And none of that was scary for me because I wanted to just see all of what they had to say. Everybody filled it out. So that began the process. That began a conversation piece that led him, because it's kind of hard to say, well, we're going to teach our leadership. And then we're like, okay, what's that going to be like? I began with a questionnaire. And the questionnaire began them thinking about themselves and they started looking at what they viewed as success. And now we started talking about the company and themselves personally, how it all works together. That's fantastic. And I just love the name in motion, right? Because just even the visual of that is that we're moving things forward and there's going to be a flow. And I, I just, I, I love that. So you come up with this great idea. You fill out the questionnaire. Everybody's on board and rah, rah, this is going to be great. Many, there's many great ideas that people bring back to their homes or businesses or life. And, you know, it's like, ah, yeah, we're going to do this for a week or two. And then the interest dies off or guess what we find out? It's not a silver bullet. 
or, you know, this magic thing. And, and we actually have to work and <laughs> work at keeping it going, keeping it on the forefront. Can, can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, no, that's actually, that's so good because that's so often I go to the trainings and go to these conferences and I come back and like I've said, I got a notebook of notes. I'm a note taker. I write stuff down and I come back with so much of this. And it's like, oh my gosh. And mind you, the guys all pick up on it because they like, oh, Al's back. <laughs> you got all this stuff. And what I decided to do is I do a lot of things, but do I do a lot of things really good? Or do I need to maybe be focused? I came back and I thought to myself, is there something that you walked away from this conference that you think is the single most important thing that you can do? And what would move the ball forward? It really was so simple that if I could train leaders, because I consider myself a leader, I wouldn't get to where I'm at if I wasn't. And I thought, these folks, have they ever received leadership training? So those were like some of the questions that came back. So when they came back, I said, focus on this. Put your energy and your effort. Don't make it unrealistic. Realistic. Set up each month a meeting. Put together talking points. Don't be a lecturer. Get engagement. Okay? You know, everybody will sit there and just give me the nods for one hour and ready to go to sleep. I had to get them engaged. So everything I wrote was a question, a comment, a view, and everyone had to engage. So that's the big piece. And that's, for me coming back, that's what I had to do, Kim. It was to just be very focused because if I get the leaders that I need and want, so many other things fix themselves. All the little small buzz pieces that need additional things or fix or improvement, car count, RO average, conversion rates, effective labor rate, all the KPIs, great leaders actually take those things and know how to run with them. All right. So you are a very passionate person. You believe things and do things to your heart, your core, your soul. What did you do to turn that off when you're sitting in a meeting and maybe, you know, your new leaders and, and the people you're grooming to be true leaders have an idea that's different than yours or not the way maybe you would have done it? Or how did you control yourself to not be like, oh my gosh, here's, you know, and let them run with it and and let them learn. How, how did you do that? Because that's a tough Funny. one, right? That's, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People with those, those personalities, the ones that can talk, the ones that have great ideas, a lot of enthusiasm and excitement. Some people sometimes feel like they can't get up to that level and they'll follow along, they'll listen along and they'll give you the, what I call the Baptist nod. Yep. 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 <laughs> but what I basically right from the beginning and part of this was much of what I began to teach, but I want to make sure I don't miss that part was a book. We all began to read leaders eat last by Simon Sinek. And it's a great book. Great book. And much of what he talked in there, there was a part in there that really caught my attention. If, if anything I say makes sense, it's all physical. He talked about having a place where it was safe, not only to speak, but to bring in ideas. You, you threw one, you threw it very good. Some people may line up with what you have, and some may say, mm, I don't know, Al, that sounds really good and warm and fuzzy, but I'm not that guy. It had to be safe for them to be able to say that. And it had to be safe for them to exchange with us those ideas because 
That's what we want. We don't want a cookie cutter mode. We need all these different personalities. Just like the bird test, you see all the different personalities. You see how people, uh, some are more intense, some are more trusting, some whatever it might be. So for me, it was really important. And we put that, that was in our notes. We basically put a, a description of, you know, what a safe place to work or, or, to, or engage in, to work, to be in meetings, stuff like that. But then we also said, is it okay for this group to comment about you? Would you receive it? Meaning you as Al, the owner? Me as Al, me okay. as everybody. Every person in the room. And one of our leadership trainings, because this is in the book, it, there was a drill in there that basically said, have people point out three things that you contribute or are standing about uh, at and three things that they would love to see you improve, change, or make better. And we did that as a drill. And guess who the first guy up there was? It was me. <laughs> Golly, you'd think I was like, man, let's move on. Let's move on. Like, no, we're not <laughs> Nothing to yet. see here, folks. <laughs> and they brought out so many things, you know, the Al wants it now moment. We're not doing anything. Al needs this now. And they're like, hey, sometimes we can't do that. Uh, so it really was very telling. It was really good. It was laughable through the process because of how funny it was. People were true and truthful to each other. We developed that over a course of several meetings. Uh, we've done them every month since we got back in March, at the end of March from Super Conference. Uh, we just did our last one last night. And I put it out there. I said, look, we're going to shut this down for the holidays. We've got a lot of busyness. I want you to be truthful and honest with me. We want to consider either other subject matters or other things that we can meet to, to be. Do you want to either continue leadership training or do we start doing some other training and begin after the first of the year or do nothing at all? And unanimously, the group wanted to continue leadership training in January. That's fantastic. And what a testament to letting them be part of the decision, right? Because if you would have just said you have to, you'd have a lot less buy-in than, than doing that. So putting people in charge, and you're not used to doing that. You're definitely a man in charge. Isn't there a TV show called The Man in Charge? You're... You are that guy, right? You're that guy that is involved in a lot of things. You have very specific ideas about things. You've been very successful at, in many endeavors. So you have a proven track record. So how, how are you personally learning to step aside and say, okay, you called it daddy syndrome before. Let me get out of the way, stop being daddy and, and let everyone else start taking the lead. What did you have yeah. to work on personally to do that? That it's okay to be second. It's okay to have people that are much better than you. I was a master tech, so I was really good. I'm going to make a point to be that good because I knew I wasn't, I wasn't gifted enough. I wasn't smart enough. So I had to work that much harder and I did achieve major achievements at the dealership level as a master technician in multiple lines of vehicles. I realized that my technicians know so much more than I do, and they're better than me. The guys serving the customer front counter are so much better. When I go up there and try to write a ticket, they'll run rings around me. They're showing me how to do it. What I had to do was be okay with being second. It's what you need to become is a role of support, that you have to be their support. You have to be their backup. I'll go what we call out here shagging, which is going to grab the car, mileage, 
putting all the information in on a computer and bringing the car around, helping them, doing that. Those were some key things that I did in order to make that change to be okay with it. You started off with, hey, you, you seem to be a guy in command and control. You know how to do it. I did. And I did that for many years. But Kim, can I be honest with you? Because of that, people didn't get to rise to a level that they needed to because there was already a guy in place and it was me. I needed to get out of the way to let the managers of the stores rock, honest rock. That was last night's meeting, looking at what we've done over the last couple of years, how much we've grown this company. We reviewed a couple of years from 2019 to 2021, same period of time. We've raised in sales an additional million dollars in sales. My people did that. That wasn't me. I'm not at the counter every single moment. Neither should I be. I should be running this company, involved in other things. These guys are the best. And it took me to step aside. That's really what it came down to. That is such a huge aha moment for not only you, but I think all entrepreneurs and, and business owners, you, you're typically they're competitive, right? That's why you're an entrepreneur. That's why you start doing something, you know, having a business or doing something because you're competitive. You have a strong drive and all. And at some point you have to take a step back and stop competing with your people and, and getting out of the way and helping them to victory, helping them win and being that support person instead of, you know, as you said, being the one just in charge and, and, you know, I'm the best at this. And so it's, it's a huge transition that people really struggle with. And it, it's real, you know, when you spend your life competing in, in one way or another and striving to be the best and the best possible version of yourself, it, it gets a little confusing and, and being the best possible version of yourself doesn't mean you have to be better than everybody else, you know, and I think that's a huge distinction that we forget about. So I really appreciate you sharing that and, and turning state's evidence as you, as you say, making your confessions here. So I, I'm really glad that you were able to, to join me today. And there's so many things about your other businesses that you do and real estate and things that I definitely want to have you back for our viewers, because I know they're going to want to hear it. So if you had to say one unproductive habit you had or thing you did that you changed to become more productive, what would it be? Starting things and not finishing them. Those habits of doing that, you, you got to be consistent because you got to show people consistency because if you're trying to teach good habits, that's one of them. And I, I think that's a big one for me was just, if you're not going to be able to see something through, you better put somebody in place again. Step aside. I have people now they're all preparing the Christmas party. They've ordered the employee gifts. They're setting up the employee events. They're doing it. My people. I have to step because I would do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And at the last minute, break out the wand and somehow magically make it work. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. And everybody take a lesson from Al. You know, one of the things, Al, when I, when I did my premiere podcast, the initial one is, I'm hoping that the viewers can learn from my mistakes and uh, some of my guest mistakes and not make the same ones we did and also hopefully be inspired and try new things and open their mind, you know, to, to different way of thinking than they did before. So to learn from Al and uh, all the wonderful things that he's, he's done, because it's amazing, right. To be able to transform your team into a team of leaders and 
I, I mean, I just, I love it. I love what you did. So I really yep. appreciate you being here and your frankness and honesty. Um, hopefully on yep. future episodes, when you come back to visit me, they'll get to see some of your sense of humor because it is a great one. <laughs> All right, everybody, you have a fantastic day. Stay safe, make good choices. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can. 